Hello, my friend, Dennis Gebhardt here with Guru Nation, welcoming you to this episode of Guru In Your Ear. And along with my teaching partner, Max Massiano. Max, how are you, brother? Hey, I'm doing great, Dennis. Thanks for having me here. How are you? Good, good. I'm good, too. I'm doing really good. Glad you're here. And uh, we got to finish up this series on proteins, flexes, and polymers. This is part three where we will address polymers. It's another mm. scientific word. Yes? Thrown, thrown around a lot in our oh, industry. Absolutely. Such as our exclusive conditioning polymer yes. is cationic and attracted to the damaged sites of the hair. That's one that is has yeah. been around since Can we, 1979. We'll be able to, in a little bit, we'll break that down into plain English, okay? That's right. That, but it that's sounds a scientific really good. statement. We'll break it down into plain English, what they're telling you. <laughs> but anyway, I think polymers are important for us to, to talk about, to discuss, and to understand because you know that's what we work with a lot in our industry. That's right. Whether we know it or not, you know, we're working with that. And that's how a lot of chemistry works, polymerization. And Absolutely. sometimes when we don't want polymerization, we create it because we mix the wrong chemicals together. That's so, right. you know, that's a, that's something we need to, to chat about here today. So let's start off, as always, with you helping uh, our friend understand what does the word polymer mean? Sure. So let's even uh, break it down into its most simple parts. Uh, so first, poly, which is the first part of that word, the prefix means made of many parts. So, uh, so like, polymers. Like, is that like politician? Yeah, <laughs> well, they are. <laughs> they are complicated people made of many parts. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, I had to get that in. You know, what happens our, when you get me I, in the morning, man? After listen, the coffee, <laughs> I was thinking in my head, polyamory. You know, these yeah. people who <laughs> yes. who love more than one person. But yes, absolutely. So, so polymers are large structures composed of many smaller parts. Right. Proteins are made up from amino acids, which are created in chains called polypeptide chains. A protein is a polymer. Absolutely. But not all polymers are proteins. That See? is true. Polymers can be can exist in nature, like in the case of protein. Mm -hmm. um, they can also be man-made. Yes. Typically, in our industry, most polymers are surface acting meaning they work on the surface of the hair and they are they coat the hair right now coating is given a bad rap but coating is not necessarily a bad thing That's it just true. really depends on what you're coating the hair with and That's even true. you know like um these sort of artificial proteins such as ceramides those are polymers right those are those are good things you know different protein blends for right. hair, for repair products, like we talked about in the last episode. Exactly. Those are polymers. So yep. polymer doesn't 
just necessarily mean it's plastic or it's bad. And that's that's the first thing right. we're going to However, some polymers, from. some polymers are plastic. But that's correct. Yeah. And I mean, plastic is a polymer. Plastic you know? is a polymer. Yes, it is. And you know, it's um, derivatives. That's right. But yeah. so direct dyes, you know, your semi-permanent hair colors, those in the past were referred to as polymer colorants. Right. You know, back in the days, they coat the hair. Right. And here's color. the interesting thing is now you have you have non-ionic um, uh, direct dyes, which right. if they're non-ionic, that means they're um, they they don't attach to the hair easily mm -hmm. at all. So in order to use those kinds of direct dyes, they polymerize when you let them process on the hair. So they form a coating around the hair. That's why they require a special solution to that's right to un unhook them if you will or break yeah. them down so that you can work with them so and most polymers we're dealing with are on the surface of the hair yeah. however when we are talking about oxidative hair coloring when we create a completed dye molecule in the cortex you guys it's a polymer and it actually goes through the process of polymerization. So those dyes and couplers, when they are coming together and developing into a larger structure composed of many parts, it's a polymer, baby. That's right. That's right. And that is why they don't fall out of your head like marbles in a shoebox. Absolutely. The dyes can't roll out of the cuticle layer. <laughs> Nope. You know, once they're in there, they're part of the hair structure, you know, and and we owe that to things like resorcinol, which is really the key uh, glue, if you will, that Absolutely. helps the, the dye molecule attach and stay attached to the structure of the hair. So polymers are, are not they're not terrible. They they can become relatively uh, a valuable tool when we're coloring hair. I mean, back in the day when we used animal protein, we were really coating the hair. Right. Today, in many cases, the products we use are coating the hair. Because if you think about it, we have two tools that we can use to determine the quality of the fiber. One is our touch, and the other is our vision. So if I use something that's a polymer-based product on the hair, first of all, the hair is going to feel pretty good. Yeah. Second of all, the hair is going to have some shine. So we like shine. Feels good. We like feeling good. It shines. Uh, must be good for the hair. But you have to sometimes look a little bit deeper. And it's really, this is not rocket science. I mean, you can, you can do your due diligence and you can find out about these products yourself. Yeah. You know, and find out what ingredients in your product are the polymer, the coating product. Sometimes they're very honest on the label. They will say polymer and then they'll say, copolymer sometimes which is a polymer is made up of many parts 
a copolymer is made up of many polymers. <laughs> right. It's like a polypolymer. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, you have to read your ingredient deck. I mean, there are some products out there who will remain nameless, but, you know, some of the ingredients they're using in their products are things like acrylites. And if you look up acrylites and do a little research on them, you'll find that acrylite is a, is a liquid plastic by definition, okay? And it's used in the in working with artificial nails. Now, you know, people go, oh, my God, it's plastic. It's going to damage my hair. Maybe, maybe not. It'll definitely make your hair feel stronger. You know, so you have to make that kind of judgment. Will it build up? It's possible acrylites do build up. You know, any of you who know people who do artificial nails, they will tell you that if they come back in for a new set of nails, what do they have to do? They have to remove everything before they can put it back on. Okay, so very important that you remember that. So let's talk about that statement, Max. That's the most beautiful marketing statement, and they use oh, it all man. the time. And if you'll just go through the statement, and then I'll break it down into basics, what actually they're saying in plain English. So this this comes from a it's from a very very famous hair color brand that's been in existence for a long time. Yeah, and they talk about their exclusive conditioning polymer. They actually call it a molecule now, but you know, early on they used the word polymer, which I thought right. was like you know, pretty honest. So, so it's their conditioning coating agent. That's right. It's like uh, our patented conditioning polymer is cationically charged. That means and it, attach it attaches to the hair. Right. And it's attracted to the damaged, negatively charged sites of the hair. Right. So it's actually coating. What they're telling you is, you're using a coating product on the hair. Doesn't make it terrible. It just means you got to know what it is. Yeah. And you it's know? and it does. It it works. It's designed, you know, like they say, it helps to even out porosity right. when you're bringing the color through the links and ends. And I got to tell you, I've worked with this product a lot and it's a very forgiving product. It leaves the hair in nice shape. And this is a polymer that I enjoy. Right. Absolutely. And, and th that's the purpose of a lot of surface active conditioners. You yeah. know, the conditioners that we use, they're really coating the hair. That, that's what helps the cuticle layer lay down smoothly. Yeah. So, you know, there's nothing I'm... wrong with that as long as it's not building up on the hair. Now, right. here's, here's where in our hair dressing industry, people come up with these things. They say silicones are really terrible because they build up. Well, it is true that some silicones are non-water soluble. Some yeah. silicones are water soluble, which means that they're usually used as an anti, they're usually to, it, they are anti-static, meaning that they compact the cuticle layer, they give the hair shine, and they help to detangle the hair. So right. all silicones are not terrible, but in our industry, they get a bad rap. One person mm -hmm. talks about them and suddenly nobody wants to use them. Well, it's know? the same, you know, with the word polymers, you know, depending on what camp you come from, these things can get demonized. But the reality is, is not all polymers are created equally. 
That's right. Absolutely. And, and there are some that are water soluble. There are, there are some that are shampoo soluble. And the, the reality is, you guys, is that if you have a piece of a strand of beat up, barbecued, dry hair that's had that layer of 18 right. MEA removed from it, which can never be replaced, the only way you are going to increase the cosmetic feel of the hair or make it feel smooth and soft is with a polymer. Right. And, and here's one other thing I think that everybody should keep in mind is when we say use a polymer on the hair, it does not mean that the hair will become impenetrable. Right. So I see this happening in double processing. When we lighten hair and people are saying, well, don't put a conditioner on it just simply color of it because the conditioner is going to close the cuticle and then the color is going to have to work harder. That's not true. Color doesn't have to work really hard setting at a pH of 9 or 10. No. If you put a conditioner on the hair, it's going to smooth the cuticle, especially in, a, in, in between your lightening and your toning process so you can get a comb through it. Because think about this. When the hair is lightened, a hair strand is swollen about 22%. Well, the right. cuticles are really expanded. If I were to take a comb and just comb through those without any any kind of a lubricant on them that would allow my comb to go through smoothly, I would rip off some of those cuticle layers. Absolutely. And here's the fact. When the cuticle's gone, the cuticle's gone. Yeah. You know, when the there's cuticle's no gone, back. there's only one option polymer that's right you have to create an artificial cuticle exactly and again we were talking earlier today we we're talking about how you know rice protein yes actually can help create a temporary cuticle on the hair right because, because it has starch that's right it has starch and that's why if you think about porosity equalizers that's what you're doing yeah it's you're applying it's something that will patch those holes rips and tears that are in the hair temporary structure to give that color something to hang on to yep absolutely absolutely so i think that pretty much covers polymers it, it is I, what it is there it's a pretty absolutely. simple definition and um you know, if you ask what our opinion is, I, it, it all depends on the polymer. We can't just give you a broad brush. Too many people paint everything with a broad brush in this industry. We choose not to do that. So not all polymers are bad. Some polymers are not, you know, some polymers are good. Yeah. And so you have to make that decision by doing your due diligence. You know, there's not one type of polymer we can recommend. So, well, this polymer works really well. And it's not going to build up on your hair. It those kinds of things depend on how it's how it's created. So right. it's important for you to do a little research, ask some questions, and then you can create some sex some successful hair color results. For sure. All right. Well, listen. I think it's been fun talking about polymers. Love uh, it. We've covered pretty much in this series 
the understanding, hopefully, of what a protein is, what a flex is, what a polymer is. Do you see the similarity in all three? There's definitely some crossover, guys. There is some crossover. So instead of, you know, giving it the skull and crossbones and going, oh, no, I can't use it, take a look at it. And uh, I believe that all the tools we have to work with, when used and implemented strategically, can do nothing but help us have great hair color success. Absolutely. So, Max, thanks for joining me on this journey, my friend. Absolutely, um, Dennis. I hope that uh, our listener has uh, received a few little, gotten a little, harvested a few nuggets of knowledge. And uh, I'll see you on the next journey. But until then, from my art to yours, I am Captain Color. Max, how about you? I am out. Until next time, folks. All right, my friend, listen, happy coloring. And we hope to see you again. And we hope that we have helped you discover your own personal genius. The preceding broadcast was a production of Guru Nation, a brand neutral educational resource for salon professionals.